and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll of course be discussing the latest episode in this series of Doctor Who, The Crimson Horror. Uh, but first, I must explain, we're a little bit late this week uh, with our episodes. Uh, reason being, because we've been out and about, haven't we? Yes. Yes, on Saturday we went to the BFI 50th uh, anniversary event to watch The Case of Androzani. Yes, and very good it was. It was indeed, wasn't it? Um, rather pleased with the seats we got. Yes. Because we were in row D, uh, sort of very, very close to the stage, so we had a good view of uh, the Q&A panel afterwards. Uh, but not only that, we were sitting quite close to quite a few special guests as well, weren't we? Yes. Um, because sort of sitting sort of di- diagonally behind us in row G uh, were Sarah Sutton, Janet Fielding, Graham Harper, and also Mark Gatiss, and in also Frank Skinner. Yes. He's been on record as being a Doctor Who fan, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's it. So it was, that was quite, quite, quite good to be sort of that close proximity, actually, wasn't it? So, yes. Uh, and I'm sure they're saying the same about being there with us. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> of course they are, you know. Um, yes, also, so basically... What it was on Saturday, you had um, a little int- introduction. Now, I can't remember one of the guys' names from the beer farm. Uh, Dick Fiddy. You can't remember, forget a name like that, can you? No. Dick Fiddy, um, the renowned Dave Lee Travis impersonator. And, uh, yeah, I don't know who the other guy was. Yeah, I don't, really don't think he wants to be anywhere no, think, no, he doesn't really, does he? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, so basically they showed the first two episodes of The Case of Androzani and then had a little uh, Q&A with uh, Roger Lim. Yes. The composer of the music for Doctor Who at that time. Uh, that was quite uh, quite interesting, and he, he appears to cover all genres, doesn't he? Yes. So he, he sort of he, he can he can just knock out a a, a bark fugue any time he likes. Yes. Uh, yes, he's he's a very confident man. He is, isn't he? <laughs> and uh, so after the next two episodes, there was the Q and A panel featuring, well, basically the I suppose you could call the 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 classic Tardis crew from the Fifth Doctor's era. Yes. Uh, so, what I had on stage was uh, Graham Harper, uh, Matthew. Obviously, Graham Harper directed uh, yeah. *Case of Androzani*. Uh, then we had Matthew Waterhouse, Sarah Sutton, Janet Fielding, and finally Peter Davison himself. Yes, it was. It was, it was a good Q and A, actually. And it's only when you see all of them together, yeah. and certainly the companions, that you realise that you know. The TARDIS didn't have to be that big, did it? In those days, they could, they could how they could fit all those companions in. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, well, Janet Fielding's always good value for money, anyway. Yeah, isn't she? Um, and actually, surprisingly, so is Matthew Waterhouse. To, to be honest, I think he sort of takes he sort of uh, takes the criticism on the chin somewhat, doesn't he? Yes, I think he knows what his role is when when they're in that sort of group, doesn't he? Yeah, because they had a little um, sneak preview of. One of the documentaries that's uh, coming out on the Visitation Special Edition, yeah, which is uh, out now. Out now, yes, released today. Um, yeah, so basically they sort of did a a thing revisiting the uh, the location. Uh, surprisingly, Matthew Waterhouse wasn't involved in that. I mean, it's Mark Strickson, yes, who, who appeared to be sort of their guide down memory lane. Um, yeah, because doesn't he do? Isn't he part of the commentary team as well? Yeah, I think doesn't so. he mediate the commentary? Yeah. Well, mediate or moderate? Is that the, is moderate? That, is it moderate? Word, yes, it? Yeah. I knew it was one of those words. One of those words. Yeah. So, um, well, no, it was. Although um, I don't know, Janet Fielding and Peter Davison, he probably mediate is probably the word. <laughs> it's all good humoured banter, isn't yes. it? Yeah. I mean, they they sort of they have sort of having a dig at each other all the time, aren't they? Um, yeah. But it's, like, it's just 
good joshing, really, between yeah. between sort of like old friends. Yeah. But they sort of do call sort of Matthew Waterhouse a little bit on some of his recollections of stuff, don't they? Yeah. But which I, which I thought was quite funny, to be perfectly fair. I did think that was quite funny. But, uh, but I'd say if you do get the chance to go to one of these screenings, if you're lucky enough to get tickets, I mean, you know, do yeah. try and get them because it Whatever is... Whatever you do, do not turn down the opportunity. No, indeed. Indeed, because it is a good afternoon out. It's difficult to get tickets, but if you do get them, you've got to yeah. go. Also forgot Mark Gators was also interviewed before yes. the, the episodes were shown as well. So it was. Uh, He's obviously got a bit blasé now about being a writer for yeah, that's it. Doctor Who. That's no, it. no, having friends around parties for <laughs> three <laughs> episodes going out by the looks of it nowadays. That's it. Well, also I've got to say Stephen Moffat was also there as well with his uh, yes. with his son. Uh, now, obviously the Q and A it's it's filmed as well afterwards. So, which I believe that's put up on the Doctor Who news site. They do put it on there eventually, don't yeah, they? As, as, been, as, yeah. as, as one of the outlets for it, anyway. Now, there was, there was one question in particular which, which drew a sharp intake of breath. Well, not a static question, it was a comment, wasn't it? That drew a sharp intake of breath from the audience, because basically they passed the microphone round to the audience uh, if anyone's got a question. And uh, one person in particular stuck his hand up and was given the microphone and said uh, that was the best episode of Doctor Who he's seen in many a Saturday, which was a little dig of what's on this series of Doctor Who right now. Yeah. Which was a, okay, I know we've been a bit critical, but a little unfair. Yeah, and it actually, actually we haven't been that overly critical. No, not really. So far, I think. No. Because there's some we've liked and some we haven't. Yeah. I think more than whatever. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, and I think actually, to, going back to that period of, of Doctor Who, probably, you know, if you, if you want to compare story for story over a series... I think the new series wouldn't come out too badly. Oh, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Um, I mean, especially if you gauge some of the reactions to some of the acting and some of the um, sort of very, very theatrical. Yes. Especially for like John Normanton as Morgus. Yes. It, it sort of raised a few titters, but there's a lot of people that hadn't actually seen the case of Androzani because they had a little quick little audience poll. Yeah. Beforehand, and you know, asked the audience, hands up who hasn't seen it. And there was quite a few. Actually, it was probably them who was sort of like tittering a little bit, but I, I, it's still a great story. It's fantastic, and see it on the big screen as well. Yeah, um, and I think it's probably got the best regeneration. Yes, or, or at least yeah, building up to as well. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's bar none the best regeneration ever. But anyway, there we go. There we go. Um, yeah, but I just thought that that statement was a little bit unfair. You've got the, you know you know the, one of the writers there. You've got the the showrunner sitting there as well, and I don't know what it is these people who can't resist having a little dig. Yeah, I know we I know we do it on a weekly podcast, but but to actually sit there and do it in front of them, it either takes some balls or or you're just well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean actually, the other thing that actually thought occurred to me afterwards was if you was Colin Baker, surely you'd you'd want to be there. I don't know. I mean, how ego driven might be compared to me. I don't know. But it's just, just to see your face that big on the screen at the end. Looking so young and thin as well. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, that, yes, that's what I'd like to do. Is <laughs> <laughs> to see my face from 20 years ago when I was young and thin. Yes. <laughs> that's probably why I'm thinking about it as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, lost youth. I know. Oh, dear. But, yeah, I mean, you just think, how many, how many opportunities do you get as that? Even as an actor, for that of extreme close-up that takes up the whole screen. Oh no! Oh no! There's not many that you can say that really, is there? Really no. isn't. But oh well. So 
Well, what did we think of uh, this episode of Doctor Who? Well, we shall find out later on, because first yeah. up, we've got the news, of course. Um, now, the overnight audience figures for the Crimson Horror were 4.61 million viewers. Yeah. Which was it's... a 25.2% um, total TV audience. Yeah. Um, it, it's still the third, I think it was, it was the third highest rated show of the, of the evening. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact is people say about the figures are coming down, but they're still in proportion to where everything else is that evening. So yeah, I mean, the weather's. I think that's that, that. Yeah, and well, it's a bank it? holiday weekend. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think. I think you'd be slightly worrying if, if actually suddenly it had gone from the third most watched program down to ninth or tenth. You might be saying, "Oh, is there?" Yeah. Has the has the bubble burst here or not? But no, I, I think it's just. I think it is a mistake to be shown at this time of the year. To yeah. be honest, you know the weather's getting better. There's less people out, and if people will use these audience for these overnights as a, a you know a stick to beat it with, yeah. Well, we've been through all this before. Exactly. So. You know, um, maybe they shouldn't. You know, change the uh, change the time of year they show Doctor Who and stop giving these people ammunition. Yeah. Really, but anyway, now the um, the audience appreciation index was eighty five uh, for the Crimson Horror as well. Yeah. Uh, which again, I guess about average for this season, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's, really? it's all you been know? around then. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, well, as I say, we said before. I don't actually know what we bother reporting on. It doesn't really mean anything, does it? So no. <laughs> but uh, oh well. Now the um, the final ratings for Hyde were six point six one million viewers. Yes, which is again, it's it's, it's a substantial increase. I reckon because that was about the same sort of overnights as the Crimson Horror, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe. So yeah, I think that's pretty good. You know, a pretty good increase. Yeah. And that doesn't include iPlayer. Either, no, it does doesn't. It, it doesn't. So I wonder why that, a lot of people it, would have watched that. Do you think there's, there's any reason why they don't include um, iPlayer viewings? Yeah. Um, I suspect because actually they work on a seven-day period. Yeah. From so it actually hasn't finished its period on iPlayer. Oh yet, yes, of, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. So until it does that, they probably say, oh, we won't include it till we've actually got final figures. Now, um, going back a few weeks to um, the Cold War, the Villain of the Peace scale deck, the costume is now on display at the uh, Doctor Who Experience in Cardiff. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise. That's interesting that they're going to get stuff in that quickly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was, sort of, I was sort of kind of hoping they'd sort of... Um... Maybe this is a bit misdirection. I was sort of kind of hoping there would be more Ice Warriors turning up at some point, but um, oh, they may well be. May it's well just, do. It's yeah. just they've got a new villain. I suppose I mean, it only makes sense. I mean, people are now going. Yeah. That if you've got the costume, it just because they did have the old Ice Warriors costume there as well. So it'd be quite interesting to, to compare the two if they are indeed next to each other. I don't know. Yeah. How? Yeah. How? What they do with them? Yeah. So they ice sort of... Warriors through the ages. Yes. Well, they did that with the Sidemen and the Daleks, so they could start doing yeah. Vice Warriors now. So, yeah. Uh, yes. Now, now oh, this, is a, this is a great link. Speaking of Cybermen, um, the Moonbase, it's going to have its own DVD release on the 21st of October. Yes. Uh, with the missing episodes being animated uh, by Planet 55 Studios, who, of course, did the animation for the missing episodes of The Reign of Terror. And also yes. for the tenth planet. Be doing, yeah, tenth yes, planet yeah. So uh, they're certainly knocking them out quickly now, aren't they? I mean, it shows you. Obviously, they've had quite a few 
in production for a while, haven't they? Yeah. Um, when the when we was getting all the well, we don't know whether we're going to be animating many more. You think well, actually, you must have had quite a few on the go. When yes, you were saying. right. <laughs> um, it's not only the new people that that give a little misdirection. No, that's right. I think that's right. Now, um, also, we've got a list of um, other DVD releases for this year. So, um, of of course, today, sixth of May, the Visitation Special Edition was released. And then currently got 20th of May, the Series 7 Part 2 DVD Blu-ray. Yep. Uh, the 27th of May, Inferno Special Edition. I shall be buying that. Yeah, you're starting to think to yourself, you know, you're almost starting to think to yourself now, one's what I haven't already got on DVD. Now, am I buying any more? <laughs> mm, I know, I know. Well, or already, am I waiting to see? Well, I've already got Inferno on DVD, but it's the Special Edition. Yeah, it's my favourite story. But it's just so. then the case that you're thinking, yeah, I know I'm going to have to buy this again. So if I buy something now and then they announce they're going to do a special edition, I could be buying that quick, very quickly afterwards. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. So, now, the next one for release, also on the 27th of May, Doctor Who and the Daleks and the Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD DVD Blu-ray released, uh, which yes. is obviously the Peter Cushing films, yes. which, which, again, I will be buying. Have they actually now... Are they actually releasing them as a box set? Because I saw that I was releasing them both separately. Well, it, this does look like it's been released separately on the same day. Yeah. And you wonder how long before we actually get the... The box set. The box set. Mm. And do I wait to try and get, to get the box set? or? Yeah, that's what you wonder, know. doesn't it? That's what you wonder. Um, now, next one up is on the 3rd of June's The Mind of Evil. Yes. Uh, the 24th of June, as we uh, said last week, the Doctor Who Regeneration. Um, it's, actually yeah. li- it's actually listed now as a coffee table book stroke DVD. DVD set, yes. Yes. Uh, Which then, is the first showing of the 10th planet. Planet, yes. Now, yes. the 10th planet I shall come to right at the very end. Cause I do yes, because we now have a date. Yes, we do have a date. Um, 8th of July is the Monster Collection which apparently is uh, themed DVDs of the Cybermen, Davros, Silurian, Sontarans, the Daleks and the Master. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like another... Marketing employee. Omi- Marketing employee. Another Omega's Tech Corner mm. entry there. Um, 15th of July, Spearhead from Space Blu-ray. Yes, because we haven't got that enough. But now they've got. Now you've got the Blu-ray edition. I will be buying that. I'm, I'm yes. sorry. I will be getting it on Blu-ray. I know. This is the problem, isn't it? As much as you want to turn around and say, oh, God, look, they're releasing it again. Like, I know. It's like, <laughs> but you're saying that because you know what you're going to have to do. Yeah, we're going to have to. I'm going to have to get it. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to get it. Uh, 5th of August is the Green Death Special Edition. Yes. Yes. Here we go. Uh, 26th of August, the Ice Warriors with animated episodes two and three. Yes. Yes. Now, the next one, 16th of September, Scream of the Shalker is getting its own DVD release according to this. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. Hmm. I see no reason why. I see no reason not. why not. It is an official BBC Doctor Who story, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've got no other information other than the release date at the moment. So, uh,. Yeah, if we, if we get any more over the coming weeks, we'll um, of course we'll uh, we'll discuss it. Now, on the thirtieth of September is Terror of the Zygons. Yes, which we've been waiting for, which has actually been put back to there, hasn't it? It has been earlier, but you wonder whether that's been put back so it's still sort of freshening people's it's, it's an appetizer for yes for the uh, the fiftieth anniversary special. Yes, twenty yes. uh, first. That's not a spoiler, I'm afraid. No, it's not. No, twenty <laughs> first uh, October is the Moon Base. Yes. Um, with episodes one and three animated. And finally, on the 18th of November, The Tenth Planet. 
yeah. with with episode four animated. So there we go. It there just is go. odd why they've done that. You can, is, you feel, feel, I mean, that's artificially been held back just to try and sell the regeneration coffee table book DVD set. It has indeed. It has indeed. Yeah, it's, that's. Uh, yeah, I do think that's a really sort of uh, a very cunning marketing ploy. That, but I won't be buying it. Yeah, I'll, I'll just wait to the 18th of November for the for the 10th Planet DVD release. I mean, it's, uh, like I said, they can only appeal to either sort of serious collectors or people, people just have nothing. With nothing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, oh well. Or, or at least not those, anyway. No, that's right. But that's I suspect right. that you'd probably have had at least two or three of those. I would have thought, especially if, you, if you've only sort of just come to uh, discover Doctor Who th- since it came back in 2005, you, you, I would have thought those fans would have had part of the ways and, and end of time. Yes. Things like that, so, hmm. Obviously, you can never have enough copies of the end of time. <laughs> Never enough copies of it, and then smash them. Throw them on the fire, I think, is the uh, <laughs> best thing to do with them. No, no, don't look, this is getting dangerously towards book burning. We don't want that. Actually, what will happen, if you chuck it on the, on the flames, the master might be resurrected again. <laughs> <laughs> with witchcraft. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough about the end of time. Um, now, next up, Brian Minchin appoint, has been appointed as the co-executive producer of Doctor Who. Uh, he replaces Caroline Skinner, as you know, who left the role last month, and she went to join. Uh, was it the BBC Drama Productions in London? Yeah, um, it does sort of seem as if the job was advertised because they had to advertise it to follow guidelines. Yes, doesn't it? Um, you sort of look at that and you think to yourself, anybody else who actually applied for this job, you must think must look at that and think, well, I don't know why I bothered. Yeah, it was obviously going to get it. Yeah, exactly. Now he's already worked on Doctor Who as a script editor, yeah, um, in the past, um, and he's also a producer for Sarah Jane Adventures, yeah, and also for the UK um, film sections of Torture of Miracle Day, yeah. And um, he was assistant producer on Children of Earth. Children of Earth, indeed. Yeah. So, yes. So, so, so it's, it's unlikely that they didn't know about him before. No, exactly. They put the advert out for. No, they're, they're going to pick someone who's got the experience, aren't they? So, yeah. it's. Uh, no. Looks like it. Hopefully, it's in safe hands. Yeah. yeah, it just looks yeah. like one of those appointments you get in companies, doesn't it? Where they've sort of been quietly told, we have to advertise, but the job's yours. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Well, that happens everywhere, doesn't it? Yeah. To be honest. But, uh, okay. Now, um, one sort of last bit of, uh, bit of news. The filming of the Doctor Who 50th Anniversary special apparently has wrapped. Right. Um, Marcus Wilson tweeted, uh, thank you to an amazing, dedicated and talented cast and crew. That's a wrap on the anniversary. It will be special. Right. Okay. Hmm. Now, there's still some debate at the moment um, from <laughs> from certain quarters are still getting very, very agitated about this that it's still only going to be a 60-minute episode. However, it has been a longer shoot than normal uh, then for like uh, one of the Christmas episodes, which is normally sixty minutes, because they've been filming since the second of April. Yeah. So nobody really knows, but apparently shooting three D takes a longer time as well. Yes. And to be honest, I can't get that bothered about how long it is. I just want the to question be good. is how good it is. Yes. <laughs> if they just got a decent script, yeah. I mean, they yeah. struggle yeah, with give, a decent script. Give me script, sixty they, excellent to... minutes yes. rather than ninety rubbish minutes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they do struggle sometimes to fill sixty minutes with a good script. Yes. 
let alone 90. Yeah. Um, you know, Doctor Will in the Wardrobe, I'm looking at you, to be perfectly fair. So, um, yeah, as long as it's good, I don't care. We're getting yeah. a 50th anniversary special. I mean, who gives a monkeys how long it lasts? Yeah. We're, we're yeah, actually yeah. getting one. They don't have to give us anything, to be honest. No, I mean, but it's just a question of, yes, let's just have it good. I don't really care how long it is. No. Just at right. the end of it, when, I, when it finishes, I'm just... I would rather it finished me wanting more than me looking at me watch after 55 minutes. Thinking, yeah, that's it. I've got another 35 minutes of this. Now, there's a, there's another thing that people are getting, um, or certain people are getting um, rather worked up about. It's the fact that the BBC still hasn't confirmed there will be a Series 8. But then again, yeah. the BBC aren't exactly quick to confirm anything. No. And there are certain people sort of demanding that the BBC tell us now. Um, the same people who are sort of saying we're not getting enough Doctor Who in its 50th anniversary year. Well, if we had endless Doctor Who throughout the year, people would be blasé about it and complacent and just wouldn't bloody watch it. Yeah. So keeping it... I know people are trying to hold in Moffat to his words that, you know, it was going to be wall-to-wall Doctor Who this year. Okay, I think he might have um, overstated his case a little bit there. But... um, that's what these people want. They want it on every single day. They want, you know, every yeah. single episode being shown leading up to the 50th anniversary. You know, something ridiculous yeah. like that. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. The, only thing, the only thing I've always said on it was if the BBC could have done something like the BFI have done and just yeah. once a month shown yeah. one of the doc, different doctors Well, I mean, Stephen Moffat, to lead through. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Moffat didn't say that all these celebrations would be on the BBC, in all fairness, no. did he? No, he didn't. So and there is plenty of celebrations going along. And um, I think he's been to most of the BFI ones, so yeah. I suspect he's, he's probably is a, he probably is multiple Doctor Who for him. Actually, yeah, precisely. Now you're just talking about himself. Yeah, so there are plenty of events celebrating the show's history. Yeah. Um, so to say that there's nothing, um, sorry, you, you're talking out your ass, to be honest, yeah. all those people. So um, anyway, moving swiftly on, moving swiftly on, um, it's time... For a very, very brief visit. It's always a very brief visit these days. He's, he's a busy man. It's a time to visit Omicus Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Right, okay. Now, we have, we have got some... And this this is... Um, I have got, but this is a bit of a... This is real rip-off tat, this one. Okay. Um, now, this, this was actually um, available to pre-order from the 1st of May. It's a Dalek twin pack. Okay. And basically what it is, it's a Doctor with a Dalek. So basically, you can buy all those figures you've already got, but this time, they're in a twin pack. So, ooh, and it's a Toys R Us exclusive. Ah, there you go. Yes. Um, and they are priced at £19.99 each. Ah, oh, there you go. I suppose if you haven't got any of them, then there you go. They're, yeah. That's for you, but... It's not really offering anything to people who already got them, is it, really? No. It's not... Um, hmm. Yeah. So... So I've already got all eleven doctors. I've, I've, I've got the eleven. Yes. I've got the eleven doctor uh, uh, collector set. So um, yeah, why, why would I? Why would I want to buy them again? But are you? It's <laughs> <laughs> normal people. Why would you want to buy them again? Yes, it's like, they come, Phil. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just wish they come up something that, that sort of rather than ripping off the bloody people again. The people say, "Oh, it's another." Because you will get put. I just collect them, sort of like, oh, it's in a, it's collectible. It's you know, it's it's a twin set. I must buy them again, and it's just ripping people off. It is. You do do get the feeling there are certain things that are just put out there. Yeah. And it's got shiny new packaging. 
Yeah, that's it. That's all it is. It's literally two, just is that. Characters. Yeah, that is it. It's just in shiny new packaging. So, oh uh, well. Now we've got one. It's, this isn't anything to do with Omega's Attack Corner, but, but maybe it should be. I don't know. Um, yes, we, we had a bit of a, a bit of a, a shock during the week, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, we've been nominated for a Parsec Award. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, apparently, it's. Um, what it says on, the, on their website, it's a celebration of speculative fiction podcasting. Yes. Uh, now, someone... I think it's more speculative than us. Yeah, now, so, some, yeah some, very kindly, our listeners have um, nominated us for this um, for this category of... Uh, it, was it in the non-story category? Which is a bit of a general one at the moment. So, whoever you are, um, thank you very much. Yes. That's all I can say. Um, it's very, very flattering. Um, it's come as a nice surprise as well. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we are up against some um, very sort of. Uh, we're in, <laughs> you say good or? <laughs> yes, we are. We're, we're in, um, we're some good podcasts. Yes, we are up against a very good podcast. Actually, a dance site better than we are. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm writing my I'm writing my loser speech right now. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah. Let's just say we haven't even bothered looking at. Uh, accommodation and flights for the no, no, we w- <laughs> the award ceremony. Now apparently the um, award ceremonies in San Diego, Dragon Con or something, or the comic, I don't know what it, one of those cons out there. Um, and if we win it, you certainly have been cons, but <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, we we are in some very august company, um, and it's not just Doctor Who podcasts; it's just general podcasts. So we're up against quite a few. I mean, it's like Red Dwarf ones in there. There's, there's like all sorts of stuff yeah. um, up for up for uh, this award. So, um, but yes, we just like to say thank you very much. Yes, so we can say thank you very very much. Okay then, um, I think that just about wraps that little section up then. So for another week then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, we're now going to talk about this week's episode of Doctor Who, the Crimson Horror. <laughs> What is the meaning of this? Oh, Mama. I have been foolish. I have formed a sentimental attachment. An attachment? To whom? A young man. Unlike the others, he survived rejection. He must be strong, worthy of salvation. Rekha! Berserker! You have loosed a reject onto the outside world. I have disappointed you. My plans must be accelerated. Nothing must interfere with the great work. But please say there is still room for me in your new Eden, Mama. Promise me that. I'll set my pilgrims onto him. No! Kindly do not claw and slobber at my crinoline. You know, I cannot bear to look at sick people. Promise me you will not abandon me, Mama. Promise me that. Do you not yet understand? There can be no place for people such as you. And only perfection is good enough for myself and Mr. Sweet. (laughs) The bright day is done, child. And you are for the dark. Okay, right then. Uh, I believe I went first last week. So it's me. It's you to kick off. Paul, what did you think? I'm not totally sure, to be honest. No? Okay. Um, I have to say, I think I enjoyed it. Mm. But it's very much almost as I expected it to be. Which, With the exception which, which, which of, I was what? obviously, which, which realize... was what? What did, what did you expect it to be? 
uh, from what we'd had about it, that it was going to be some sort of 18th century, 19th century Victorian workhouse sort of era sort of series. It very much fitted that part. Mm. BBC very good at doing these sort of period bits. Yes, they are, yes. And with Jenny and Strax and Madame Vastra coming back, you knew there was going to be a certain amount of comedy to it. Yeah, yeah. So it probably felt like you just went through almost ticking the boxes as to what you was expecting. Uh... I, su- I don't know. I suppose but I, so. Yeah. And I'm not sure then whether that took away from how enjoyable or how good this was. And whether perhaps had this not come with those companions and whatever, I'd have enjoyed it more. And I don't know what, what I mean by that, which is very awkward to say. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit, really. Um, well, I, I actually really rather enjoyed it. Yeah. To, uh, to be fair. Um I do like the what they, what they call the Paternoster Gang. Yes, um, but I think they they work fine in the context. You see them very very briefly once in a while in an episode of Doctor Who. People are you know clambering for a spin off show for them, and I think it might get a little bit too much. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it I works just, yeah. fine as it is. I mean, don't you know? Don't spoil it. Why? Well, I don't know why people must have. Oh, they must have their own series. It didn't really work that well for Torchwood. To be fair. No. I mean, this, this is probably what, what I'm trying to get to on this was this sort of did have overtones back to the Christmas special. Yeah. And you felt this was a similar, had a similar feeling of story to it because of the characters and the interplay between the characters. Mm. And also, the, doesn't it, with the Victorian setting as well? Yes. Um, Which obviously is, is easier then to bring the characters back because you don't, they're there sort of thing. It's their yeah. era. Yeah. So I think that sort of took something away from this, which actually, watching back, there's nothing I dislike about it. <laughs> it's the odd thing. Usually when, you're, when, you get a, when you get an episode that doesn't make you go, I really enjoyed that, it's mm. because there's bits that you sit there and think, but that I didn't like, this I didn't like. This didn't really have anything that I didn't like. It just didn't make me think, oh, I really want to watch that again the minute I finished watching it. Well, there was only one thing I didn't like, and I'll come to that at the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think on the on the most part, I thought it was it was a, a brave episode. I thought for a moment we were going to get um, it was going to be this year's Doctor Light episode. Yes. Which it was to a certain degree, but it was like what a good quarter of an hour before you first saw the Doctor. Yeah, I think I actually thinking about it, I've just actually put my finger on what I, what sort of did me on this one. All right. Okay. It's the fact that the sonic screwdriver solves part of the problem in bringing him back. Yeah, I um and you just sort of think I don't know. I mean it was just too easy uh that that was that was one thing I was get sort of, out of that. I, yeah, I was just trying to fathom how did the doctor know to go to those booths. Yes. I mean you presume this is something that he set up well, I beforehand. Don't, I don't know because the first time they went in there they were being shown around by um Mrs. Gillyflower. Yes, and, she, and then they got and they got kidnapped. At that yeah. point, so well, we presume that was the first time. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was something he could have gone in there earlier and set everything up, and that was just the first time of introducing himself to her. Could have been. Don't know. Don't know. But it just did all seem a bit too easy to get to that point of the restoration of him. Shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose so. I suppose so. 
And from the point that he went from not hardly being able to move to suddenly he could rummage through his clothes to get the screwdriver out and fire it up. I, I, I would like to know also how he was eating those meals off of the plates that she was shoving through the door to him. Yes. But, ah, this minor Yeah, niggles. he was chained a long way from that door, wasn't he? And still got his hand through as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, and I've said I'm not going to... It wasn't one I was going to pick holes in. No, we're on nitpicking already. That was, the bit, that was the bit, actually, that I sort of almost stopped. Because actually, up until that bit, up until the Doctor came in, I actually quite... It was actually very enjoyable. Yeah. So you're saying the Doctor actually spoilt it for you? No, but just... No, no. And then from then on, it was okay. It was just that scene, that how he came back to... Yeah. If they could have found a better way to have restored him, had it been something that those three did, Jenny did or whatever, that had restored him, yeah. I'd have been much happier. The fact that, despite being in that condition, he knew he was able to restore himself effectively. Yeah, it was... I, I, I mean, the chance that she was going to lead him to that cupboard as well. Well, that's a, it, well, that's a, it seemed to be a, a whole row of those things, but it, it yeah. just seemed to, to me anyway, it was either something that just wasn't written, you said to take it as, as yeah. the fact that the doctor knew where to go, or it was a scene that had been cut. Yeah. You know, yeah, it just so, got very, very feeling of shorthand about it, didn't it? Yeah. Well, the um, one actually, the, <laughs> talking of shorthand, the one thing I really did love about this was the. The bit where they sort of, yeah, the exposition of how the doctor became or sort of arrived at the at the, at the yes. place he was, um, and I love what they did there with with the old like film stock, yes, and the old sort of like Victorian music. I thought that was that was really well done, and I thought an original idea as well. Yeah, how do you do that differently? Yeah, and if you're going to have the doctor coming in halfway through and um, having already obviously had some adventure in it. Mm. Was, yeah, how do you go back and tell the story of why he's how he ends up there? Yeah, that was actually well done and very kept kept nicely within the the settings. Yeah, it did, and it didn't um, sort of labour the point too much. It, it just went okay. It was very quick, bang, 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 sort of facts of how he, you know, what was yeah. going. It didn't sort of you know go into too much exposition. And I, and I just really, I just really liked it. I just really loved that. Yeah. And, and I think just the fact they used, they changed the film stock to make it look old and grainy. Yeah. As well, I thought that, I thought that was just a nice little touch. <clears throat> Excuse me, a voice to go. Um, yeah, I thought it was just a nice little touch. So um, yeah, I thought that was one of, the, one of the most enjoyable bits of it. Really, do think so. And also the little um, nod to Tegan as well. Yes. Sort of trying to get a, a gobby Australian back to Heathrow, which I thought was quite. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard the doctor refer to Tigger as a gobby Australian before. Really? But... No, no, no yeah, and good. a nice, nice touch to the, the fact that we're back to the. We've had we've had a, quite a few episodes where the TARDIS has done what they what he wanted it to do. Yeah, and to go where he wanted it to do. Well, he didn't so, actually want it to go to Yorkshire. He wanted to go to London, didn't he? No, no. But this, this is what I was going to say. In the previous few episodes, as in, it went perfectly in Hyde, so it was quite nice now to get back. I mean, I suppose we had it going to the wrong place in Cold War. Yeah, and again now we're there. So it's yeah, it's we, we're sort of starting. We're starting to get to the TARDIS almost being a, reasonably reliable, and we're just having it mixed up a little bit. Yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't really, I didn't really sort of. I actually didn't really think about that to be perfectly honest. I just, um, I just sort of, it's just one of those episodes. I just sort of went along with the ride. 
Yeah. As it were. And it's very, very enjoyable. And I don't mean go along for the ride as in, say, something like uh, The Power of Three. Yeah. Which for all its... And it was not a very well-written story, but I just went along with it. You know, I, I just sort of kind of enjoyed it. But anyway, getting on to the... Uh, back to this one. The sort of, I suppose you could say that the main two starring turns of this was Diana Rigg and Rachel Sterling. Yes. Uh, who I thought were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And, I mean, the other, the other thing about this episode is they probably went as far as they could with with a show with its aimed audience and time slot mm. as to where they could go as making it scary. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, obviously, it's written by Mark Gatiss, so the yes. the horror thing comes into play again. Yeah, and I think they actually got the tone of that very well. I think so. I think they did. I do think they did. Um I mean, Diana Rigg's character, Mrs. Gillyflower, was an absolute bitch, wasn't she? Yeah, no um, redeeming characters. No, no, none whatsoever. She was determined to see her plan through to the bitter end, even if it meant sort of like, you know, killing her own daughter. Yeah. Um, and as you find out, that she'd actually experimented on her daughter. Yes. Um, to get the uh, to get the antitoxin from Mr. Sweet. Yes. Now, I thought that was probably the only bit that possibly let it down. It wasn't that well realised. Um... Again, I think you're at a point where, as I say, I think for the time slot, I, 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 my my first thoughts were that, but then you've got to think of the audience and the time slot mm. and to what you can do in terms of a character. And I'd have thought that was probably about as scary and as monstrous as you go. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting... And I suspect when I'd have been seven or eight, I'd have found that quite terrifying. Yes, yes. I thought. Well, I thought it was... Um... I mean, it's, it's quite a. The whole concept of that is is quite terrifying. Yes, to be honest, I can maybe the maybe you know the realization of it wasn't quite quite up there, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think some people have actually com- uh, compared Mister Sweet to Mister Hanky from um, yeah. <laughs> from from South Park. So, yeah, I can I can understand where that sort of comes. Yeah, exactly. From. So. <laughs> but no, no. As I say, I think you've got to take it in context of what. Where we are, yeah. What time this was going out, and yeah. what its and, audience is, and it did meet a rather sticky end. Yes, and I think that was actually the good part of it, actually how how it ended as well. Yeah, there was no no redeeming part of that either, was there? No, it just got beaten to death. Yes, actually, um, which was, and again, you saw bits of it spraying everywhere yes. as well. That's what I saw. I thought, yeah. I thought they really did go as far as they could. They, they didn't try to shortcut this. Yeah. In terms of, of, of where they were with the story, what, what, what that creature was. Mm. Um, but just within the confines of what they could show. Yeah, exactly. And I think they went as far as they could. Good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean the days of uh, of a brain slopping out onto a, onto the floor from the brain of Morbius, it, it, it would never be... You would never see the like of it again in Doctor Who, really, no. will you? No. No. Never. No. Absolutely not. But uh, no, I thought it was good. I thought Rachel Sterling was really good as well. Uh, I thought she played the part really good. I like the way she sort of turned on her mother at the end when she found out she'd been experimented on. Yes. Um, and I love. And like, even then, the mother was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was say, as you said, no redeeming features whatsoever. Sure. No. Um, no. But I also love the fact that Mark. I mean, that's what I love about Mark Gates when he does like a Victorian script. He uses that those sort of Victorian era. Sort of the language of the time. Yes. Uh, well, it was like pernicious. 
you never hear that used at all now, do you? You know, no. it's, it's those sort of things. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for that. So um, yeah, I just thought it was very well written, well acted. It looked great as well. Yeah, to be I mean, I mean you, you you do watch these programs in some ways. You know, it's just realise. You start actually sometimes when you watch them back again for the sort of second time, watching it the second time, and you do think they must spend quite a bit of money and effort on these now. Yeah. When you when you think to to how Doctor Who used to be, mm. and you just look at how much something like this is done and how well this is done. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's the, I mean, you know, I know their their remit was to make like a mini movie. Yeah. Each week, um, some are more successful than others. But I thought this one sort of fits the bill, to be honest. Yeah, and I like the idea of just the large gramophones inside the. Yeah, um, making the industrial noises. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did like to that. Perpetuate the myth that there was actually work be it taking place. Yeah, I thought that, that was a nice. I just like the fact there were great big gramophone. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, I just like that. That was good. Um, but they also, stuck with everything that was. Sort of to that time, yeah. And even sort of the rocket was was of the HG Wells variety of rocket, wasn't like the it? F- first one on the moon, sort of thing yeah. made out of steel and rivets, yes, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Um, no, I, I thought it was. It sort of, that sort of fitted the bill really, really well. Um, you also had the um, obviously Mrs. Gillyflower had um, and as 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 all evil sort of like. Super G, well, I say she's super genius, but super villain has is um, an organ, yes, as well. Um, that for some reason that reminded me of Doctor Fibes. Yeah, I mean that that was, and I, I suspect that was knowingly done. Yeah, I suspect so. I suspect so. Now the other the the joke, and I didn't get it. I didn't pay much attention to it on the, on the first on the first view, and then I sort of watched it a second time today, and I thought, how bloody stupid am I to have not got that joke the first time round? The Thomas Thomas joke. Yes. How stupid was I not to get that joke first time round? I took that and I thought, oh, I don't know, is that really... Was the sort of, yeah, okay with that joke. And then yeah. you sort of think, again, you've got to say, this is sort of aimed at a at a younger audience as well. Yeah. Well, family so, audience, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, family audience. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just put in there as... It was just a bit of light relief to it, wasn't it? Yeah. Because it didn't actually need it. <laughs> no, it, had, it didn't. It had nothing to do with the plot, really. No, it was... Um, I think I put this story, it wasn't a series... It just actually following on from Strax going to shoot the horse, another, another horse because it got lost, as if like the horse should know where it was going. Uh, and if the horse fails him, he kills the horse. I mean, Dan Starkey sort of pretty much steals the show every time he's in it, or yes. steals a scene every time he's in it. Yes. Um, but I mean, he he got to actually sort of go into battle for once, didn't he? Yes. Um, which we haven't seen him do yet. To be fair, he's always been sort of reined in somewhat. Yeah, he ha- he has played the the the, the butler role, hasn't he? Really, yeah. it's just he's just there to fetch and carry. The, the only the only gag that sort of got on my wit because it was used, you know, three times too many was that was um, I thought it was Evan or Mister Thursday kept fainting. fainting. Um, I didn't actually mind that. He did it once, he did it twice, he did it three times, and I thought, okay, yeah. we've 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 overdone that gag somewhat now. But... No, I didn't actually mind that one actually. I quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever tickles your fancy, I don't know. Um, now the, uh, the uh, to go into the one thing that I I didn't like about this, and that was right at the very end, is when Clara um, goes back home. 
that whole yeah. that whole thing with with the two kids. We're going back to the returning to the family, and we're now going to have family. Yeah, and once again, just felt so shoehorned in at the end. Yeah, it didn't gel at all. It just sort of so out of the blue. No, I, I suspect it's setting us up for next week's. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And I suspect um, we're now going to have children along. Yeah, in a Cyberman episode. Yes. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I just—I mean, the, the photos themselves were horribly photoshopped. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Actually, is why couldn't they have actually have you actually done proper photos at the time when they was doing the sh- shots for the different yeah series to actually? She actually sort of looked at them and think to herself, "Yeah, but who would have been actually taking those photos and publishing them?" Precisely. And what? And why were they looking for them online? Yeah, no, but you're saying oh, I found this in a school book. So yeah, yeah, because you'd find book pictures from inside Russian nuclear submarines because they was always taking photos inside those. Yeah, exactly. And then generally distributing them, even after the fall. Of well, maybe they sort of said, "Well, well no, Soviet Empire." Well, no, we 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 have to release this episode because uh, this particular picture because Mark Gates wrote that episode as well. <laughs> so that, that that was the that was the reasoning behind that one, I think, but. Yeah, but I mean, also who took the picture of them together in Hyde? All four of them. I can only think it's the, Must be the time, woman they... Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the time traveller lady, but... Um, Although yeah. it was taken at night and she'd... It was day by the time Yeah, left, but no. Well, and again, go. looked horribly photoshopped. So I, I Perhaps understand. it was the Crooked Man. Perhaps it should have been up oh, the other or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was the Crooked Man. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that just sort of didn't really, you know... And also, if you're Jill. a time traveller and you're looking through various pictures and you see and they show one and it's not you, it's not something you wouldn't say that's not me. You'd, your thoughts then would surely be, "Oh, what that must be from the future. What am I doing there?" Yeah, I must be going to London at some point. Yes. Yeah. Not that isn't me. Yeah, Mister Trick there, didn't they? But, uh, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, I, yeah. That, that I mean that bit really sort of. Really yeah, annoyed. The, the, not annoyed the, the, me, but you know, it just oh dear, that was a bit. It's really clunky. It's shoehorning in the children for the next episode. Yeah, and it'd be much better if they'd just started the next episode with something happens. He comes back to get Clara, and they accidentally get swept up. Yeah, I'd have thought would have been better. Probably, <laughs> but yeah. then doing it clunkily like that, which photos that didn't really, because it's sort of going almost going back to the very first. When Doctor Who returned in two thousand and five, oh, with, with, the, with the horrible photographs of him at the, the Kennedy assassination. Yes, yeah, they they were poorly realised, weren't they? And it, and it did have that feel to it, didn't it? It did very much so. And my, they my haven't got say, any better in like no. Years. Well, actually, to be to be fair, well, actually worse. To, <laughs> well, 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 to be fair, I've seen Hollywood films, yeah, that have spent millions of dollars. On production, and I've seen Photoshop photographs in that where they've taken a, an actor and put him into like a, a picture from twenty years ago or something. Look worse than that. Yeah, but you just think they could have actually just taken the photographs as photographs. Yeah, that, while think, they was filming the episodes in question. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing that makes it ridiculous is the fact there was no yeah. need to do a Photoshop version. They could have no. just taken a photograph on set. But yeah. Because they must have known what was coming. They must have done, surely. But oh well, oh well. As I say, it's just a minor thing. It just it just sort of took you out of it. 
Yeah. At the end, it was it was like an end. It just needed it just needed them to go. It should have to, ended. To it, should, it should have ended when the guy fainted again. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's when it should have ended, and this was just like an extra. It's sort of like an, an hour, an extra five minutes of Monty Python's Flying Circus. It was it was a bit like that. It was just one of those sort of oh, oh it's ended. Oh no, it hasn't. It's a little bit more. And yeah. I thought well, there wasn't really any point to that. Apart from setting up next week's episode, but again, yeah. it, was just, it was just so clunkily done. Yeah, and you actually think, yeah, actually, you could have just done it next week, even. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And I don't know how next week's going to start, but you just thought they could have just done that. I mean, I don't yeah. really see why. I mean, I suppose in case they, I suppose they felt if the children show up in the next week's trailer, mm. people would think, well, who are they? But then yeah. you probably wouldn't have actually thought about who were they. To be honest, well, it's just, it's just the fact that kids use as the blackmail is that um, they tell their dad that, that she's a time traveler. Yeah, oh, well, I, I, which, I, would be, which would even might work if it was her time machine. Yeah, but I would have said, okay, go and tell your dad then. Yeah, and it will laugh you out the room. Yeah, so you know, but it just it's a really, really a, a tenuous way to sort of for, for Clara to just to sort of cave into them. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't. Who knows? Who knows what happens in next week's episode? Yeah, but then if she doesn't know, then that really is a <laughs> <laughs> an awful, yeah, indeed, waste of time at the end. <laughs> I don't know. Oh dear. Yeah, well, I haven't really sort of got much more to to say but apart from the fact you get like Jenny gets a chance to uh, to do a bit more in this episode as well because after the Christmas episode, she didn't really do much, did she? No. Yeah. She 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 really had a. You actually didn't have much. Madame Vastra in this, did she? She just sort no. of followed on quite yeah. a lot. So I was glad to see Jenny do a bit more. Which is um, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my view's changed as we've been talking about this, and probably I was just being a bit curmudgeon at the start of this review. <laughs> oh, Mr. Grumpy. <laughs> yeah, it's one of us had to be, I suppose. And I thought it should be moved, but I can't keep it up for a whole episode like you. <laughs> my, my teaching that's is not be- going well. That's because I'm a real man. <laughs> No, it's it's um yeah I could I could sort of I could I think I could see what where you were going with that to begin with. Um, I would just have liked this perhaps to have been. It needed more time, I think, between the Christmas one and this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose the bit actually that was good is the fact that you have got um, Jenny questioning who Clara is, and the fact of saying to him, "I oh, know Clara's dead," when she thinks he's perhaps actually. His mind's been obviously been affected by what he's just gone through. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was quite good, and probably obviously they're the only characters that could do that. Yeah, because they're the ones who sort of know the Doctor. Yeah, sort of that well, and have, and have met Clara. Indeed, in the yeah. previous incarnation. Yeah, or we presume previous incarnation. What do you reckon? I, I don't know because um, I haven't read any other opinions on this yet, but I have heard rumblings that a lot of people didn't like this story. Um, but. I'm beginning to wonder if one of the reasons why they didn't like it, and maybe I'm, I'm sort of thinking, oh, God, it's completely wrong, but um, maybe it's some of the older fans again with the, the Doctor sort of looking amorously at, at Jenny. Yeah, he did do a lot of kissing in this, didn't he? He did. But at least at least it was all round. It was, <laughs> yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because he sort of um, did sort of the, the big dramatic kiss with Jenny, which he got a slap yeah. around the face for. Yeah. And when Jenny sort of got out of her Victorian garb down to her little um, leather number. Um, <laughs> You're just pausing for thought there, aren't you? Well, I was pausing for thought, indeed, <laughs> leather number. Um, 
yeah, the sort of the doctor's face is sort of almost you could even almost do like a Sid James like, <laughs> it was, oh, like so <laughs> It just needed his sonic screwdriver to go into the upright position. With, a, with, with a swanny whistle sound effect. And <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> to push his hat back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's one of the reasons why people didn't like I don't know. I don't know. But I, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's... I, I, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. I, I really did like this episode. So... Um, but again, it's it's difficult to talk too much longer about it because if 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 you like it, you you just like it, don't you? If if yeah. you, it, it tends to be episodes which we don't like, we can sort of talk about a lot more, you know. So the cows come actually, on. Actually, this is obviously we've gone through. We've had a few titles of shows that have just gone through, and you've just thought, right? Is that actually a bit of kidology with the title? Yeah. This one did exactly what it said, didn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, this is what I say. I think actually, probably because you you knew who it was written by, you sort of knew you knew the characters involved. This is probably what got me most was the fact that I knew what to expect in this. Mm. It'd been quite nice if I actually hadn't. If you could have some way, you could have not read anything about this, and suddenly you're just presented with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I'd really would have started this review by saying, "Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so maybe maybe it's the it's the hype machine again does tend to yeah, uh, to spoil it. I think doesn't it, it is. Yeah, I mean not not that I think this one fell below the what I was expecting. It just was what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that just leaves us now to rate it then, doesn't it? Yes. Um. Well, I, I'm most definitely uh, giving this a cyber leader. Excellent. And it gets one from me as well. Excellent. Oh right, okay. Well, there we go. That's um, what was last week. Got he got a nider last week, didn't it? Yes. Due to the centre of the TARDIS. So um, yes, I think we're saying this. This, this is a, a big improvement. Yeah. A big no, improvement. it's thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. Completely. Completely. Okay, then. Well, next week, of course, it's Nightmare in Silver, the long-awaited Neil Gaiman Cyberman story. Yes. Yeah. The, the, I've. This is going to have a lot to live up to, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, we're talking hype here, aren't we? We are indeed. Uh, the only I... difference with this is I have no expectation as to what it is. So, in some ways, it's just got to live. It's, it's just got to live up to the hype of being good. <laughs> uh, we've got to live up to the hype of being written by Neil Gaiman. Yes, really. I think that's the. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't come with any preconceived ideas as to what I'm going to see. No, but so... yeah. Well, um, well, yeah. Well, um, so look forward to that one with a certain amount of trepidation. I think. Yes, actually, I really don't think so. But uh, oh well, I'm sure that I'm sure this will get the fans talking again after after it's aired next Saturday. Um, Now we should be back on track again for our normal Sunday release. Yes, hopefully. So um, yeah, so we should be back at the normal time of um, our Sunday evening podcast uh, release schedule. Okay then, right. So until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye for me, Paul. Goodbye.
You were listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk and please also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.